the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Jet Cole made dark skin and Viv cool, but I've never been a dark skin, uh, dark skin and Viv fan. Uh, I'm light skin and Viv all the way. Bro. I don't. Are, are we talking about that here? Like, are we gonna do that here? Because I, I don't. Welcome I don't know how. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the dipped in butter program. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good welcome, evening. Welcome, good weekend. Welcome. Good whenever you listen to your content. Uh, I am here. With your favorite content creator. Hey. hey, we're happy to be here. We're goddamn excited, man. This is the number one lying about the news podcast out there on the internet. You don't want to come here for your facts because a day later, your facts will be different. Now, I, <laughs> across from me is my guy, your guy, Forever Young 89 on Instagram, Elmer Goddamn Motherfucking Young. West No T, what's going on, my guy? Oh, uh, you know, just a uh, regular degular shit here, but we are actually in here, uh, quality inspecting the the factory here. So we're in the factory earlier today, um, and this whole podcast could potentially just be a we're fucking wrong segment, but <laughs> we're we're here for it. However, my guy across from me, that is Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch him at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit. Or you can catch him on twitch.tv slash Dipped in Butter Program where you can find him finding himself. Um, he also mentioned some YouTubes that I haven't really worked into my, my flow yet, <laughs> but it's Dipped in Butter Program. Catch us there, spread thin as well. And uh, most and more importantly, here every mm. Friday on the Dipped in Butter Program, wherever you listen to podcasts, because that's where we be at. My nigga and yours, what's popping? What's going on, my guy, man? How How are you feeling? On official um, podcast day, man. I know a, this is a celebra- celebratory thing for us, man. It it is on a, on official podcast day at official podcast time. I'm I'm, I'm feeling okay. Um, I had a I had a good old early doctor's appointment, well, a dentist appointment, I should say. Um, I had to go get some some dental work done. Um, so so the left side of my mouth was fucked up pretty early this morning. Um, I'm really just now like fully gaining. The, the feeling back over here <laughs> on my left side. Um, and I've taken some ibuprofen, so it's not aching so as, as bad as it was when I was getting my feeling back. But, um, it's pod day, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready. I, I made my, you know, consciously I made my appointment early enough in the day. So I wasn't experiencing, you know, that still numbness trying to look like a retard on here sipping my drink. <laughs> were, were you ever at any point afraid that a pod day would be in jeopardy like damn if i don't get the feeling in my in my jaw back here soon we might be up at 3 a.m trying to record this thing and put uh, it out hot and you, fresh you know that's my nightmare but hey if we gotta do it like how we did it in the tunnel baby shit we're gonna get it done how, how do you feel pie. 
See, this is why you my nigga, because I never wanted to get here. This is not on the list, but fuck it, we're here. How do you feel about getting older and getting the old nigga big teeth chompers? Like, how do you feel about getting the the love and hip hop veneers as an old man? I mean, like, um, you, I, I'm, you got decent teeth, so I don't yeah, think that's something yeah. that you got to worry about. Like, I know yeah. it's usually for niggas that kind of got fucked up teeth at an early age, but. Like my teeth ain't bad, but I've been thinking like, do I need like, should I go get the like the Hollywood teeth? I mean, as I heard a nigga put it one time, I forget who said it, but um, if you're gonna go get them, just make sure you go get the the medium ones. Don't get the extra <laughs> large joints because don't the extra large, yeah, don't you know? Don't don't have to learn how to reclose. Don't get the Duel Santana's. You know what I'm saying? Get the um, I don't even know who's the call. Get the Gucci. I mean, Joe's Gucci is all right. Is all right. Joe's is all right. Joe's is all right. Them is Joe's is all right. Yeah, he got some medium mediums. to large. They're medium yeah. to large. He, he mean, but he don't look, you know, that much different. He, you know, I know it's an adjustment, probably like somebody getting braces, but that's probably the extent of it. Like, you can't get the you can't get the extra large because I think what six nine had got the extra large ones. Six nine got the extra. He got the, the extra large, and you know, you look crazy the very next day, smiling at people with the extra large. <laughs> the extra large, uh, aka the Gary Buse. They're a particular look because, like, you can't you can't lay low with the Gary Buseys, bro. The Gary like, Buseys. Once you get the big body, once you once you order up the big body Buseys, like yeah, you really got to just fully on head first. Yeah, dive into the you're committed. Time. Like niggas know, just smile everywhere you go. But see, I don't I don't think like niggas getting fake teeth. Like, first of all, niggas getting fake teeth is like chicks going to get their ass done, right? Like it's the new wave and. I don't feel like it's bad. Like if one of my nah. homeboys went and got some mediums, I would dap him out, bro. Like I mean, I yeah, I'm a da- is it is it a wave though, or is it really just I feel like, like it's a wave? Is it a wave, or is it niggas discovering that they got money now and they should probably like have always been on top of their <laughs> dental health? Yeah, so like, but see, this now, the but, but and that's really, I think, really a lot of times that's what it is. Like these niggas go, and I don't think they go in there asking for the extra largest, like. They going in and a nigga's telling them like, yo, your teeth probably is a little fucked up and we might need to pull them and you can get these and niggas is just going for them and like, fam, it's a, it's a whole, like, you gotta go get them bitches filed down or something cause like you can't wear them. Do you think niggas is going in wanting the big teeth or do you think they're getting talked into like, now nah, if you really want a brighter approach? I, I think it's the, I think it's the model. I think they get shown the model once a nigga tell them they're that like, you have to I want to look like this. Once nigga. a nigga tell you that you need new teeth and he bring the model out, you be like, yeah, I'm going to pick that model because they shiny, they bright, they look good right. on the model. Cause in the lineup, those are the ones that jump out at you. Like, yeah, unless because, I'm like, okay, this nigga just looked like he was born fortunate, but that nigga, yeah, look nigga like, like he got money. Them, the, the extra largest is on like the model gum that they have formed to look right on there. You don't got the model gum fam so they're gonna put the extra largest in your gum and you're gonna look crazy looking crazy well uh speaking of big teeth let's go ahead and uh get into this uh backtracking and uh see this is the thing we got to we have to like it doesn't happen to us actually that often i feel like no it doesn't this past week we got hit hard with the uh (laughs) like it happened immediate it bro as soon as like the it wasn't even a full 24 hours bro after I think we I, wo- I, think I woke up to that, bro. Yeah, I was getting dick. My phone was going crazy from listeners. Like, hey, uh, did you see this? <laughs> so it, if y'all are fortunate enough to still think that we're right when we podcast and haven't gotten the news, we are, in fact, getting Jeezy versus Gucci Mane we in the in versus, fact. contrary to the news I had received. Because I, I got to say the news I had received because it ain't like I just came in here and made a whole story up for the fucking podcast. <laughs> so somewhere along the line, Gucci was convinced to go ahead and sit down and do a versus with Jeezy. And 
aside from being wrong, because I mean, shit, I, for me, it was just funny. And I think the listeners found it funny sure. too, but for me, it, okay. For one, it was pure comedy because this is the number one topic I even want to talk about. Cause fuck the verses. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining and we can get into that, but fam, how many times this month is T.I. going to get sunned, bro? Oh my God, bro. And I ain't even going, uh, no, no cap as they say down there at ATL, bro. I was so happy at that fact. Once I read it, like, oh, they got T.I. out of here. Thank God we don't have the to Because the T.I.G., like, we both said the T.I.G.Z. was not really interesting. Like, we no, wasn't no, lining no. up to see that. And I think Versus knew that. So, like, the fact that they could get Jeezy, I think they was, or Gucci, I think they was like, nigga, we got to go for that. I mean, again, I think it goes back to what I was saying, like, last week or, you know, week before when we were talking about it, like, T.I. is doing too much right now. And, you know, all of it ain't all of it honestly don't communicate with each other or make sense with each other. And he just mm-hmm. outside doing too much. And it's like, is it revolved around this album? Are you just like thirsty for attention right now or what? So like, I don't know ultimately if versus wanted to be involved in that. And it really do make you wonder how they got the, you know, the green light for this battle. Like what happened? That's what I want to know. Like, who do we talk to? Like, do we get Swizz on the phone, Timberland? Like, who do we talk to to find out? Who made Gucci okay with this? Like who who brought him around? I yeah. want to know. I don't it think got, he listens to Swizz. I don't think he listens to. T- I don't think either one uh-uh. of them Gucci gives a fuck about. Like, nah. what's what's I'm, Gucci? What's Gucci's uh, wife's name? Keisha. You think she like brought him around? Like, hey, babe, you know this could be a good look, and you know them niggas are scared of you anyway. Nothing gonna happen. Pot- potentially that that could be an angle, and I, you know, of course, I think it got something to do with a bag. Like, I think at this point, versus Gucci, is- love a good bag. I, I can imagine they probably paid him twice what they paid Jeezy. I mean, it's probably... Like they, they probably gave him the it's, super bag. It's probably undisclosed. It's probably NDA'd up, honestly. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, I think that's the only way he making it. But even still, like it's, it was exciting news to see when you sent it to me. Um, but then still another wave of fear came over me. <laughs> so let's get into that. Let's get into that. Because, okay, after the initial shock of, okay, we was wrong about the Jeezy thing. And then, like, it was steps, right? Like, we was wrong about the Jeezy you know, thing, and they end up making it happen, you know, after all. But after that initial shock went down, I was like, well, this is actually exciting because we get to see niggas that really had real beef try to sit down and do this. And you know where my mind first initially went is we are in the middle of like a two-week lockdown here in New Mexico. I know around the country, a lot of people are actually locking down. We might be getting the old school OG over the internet version. Now, before I even fully say that theory, I want to make it clear to y'all listening to this. We are recording on Thursday afternoon. <laughs> right. We made it a point to record this podcast before they did the verses. So yeah. by the time y'all hear this, y'all will have already experienced it and y'all will have all the facts. So listen to this in your yesterday mind and realize that we don't know what's happening tonight. Nah, listen to it in your today's mind knowing what happened. And it should be <laughs> and even it's better. Funnier. Yeah, it's probably even better. I like it this That's way. how wrong we sound. This, this, is, is, how this wrong is exactly how I wanted it, though. Because for one, um, like I say, they're doing it, what is it, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? Me and this nigga live in another time zone, fam. So right, like, right. if we wait until Versus is over, goddammit... Uh, this nigga's probably not making it to work tomorrow, and I don't have to work, so that's just unfair. And but I'm not interested in staying up that late, so like, nah, we have to either. do it beforehand because I'm interested in watching the battle now, and I'm interested in watching the battle because, um, you know, I've I've, I've had a silent theory all week, um, that I've been trying to keep silent, but I saw somebody else say it now, so I kind of feel okay to say it out loud. Okay, but like, okay. 
I've been thinking this whole time, fam. What if like Gucci takes this as his opportunity to get real revenge on Jeezy for something? And like really like physically do something to him. And just murders him right on like when they like <laughs> Jeezy goes first and plays, puts on for my city, and Gucci just pulls his gun <laughs> out and, just and shoots killing, this nigga online. Start literally killing Jeezy. And he's right like, I'm not playing no song with this nigga. Like, why why did y'all even think that that was going? Like, I can't believe y'all let me get I can't <laughs> believe y'all wild, paid nigga. me. I can't believe y'all paid me to come in the room with this and nigga. Take care and like, of my enemy. I have no problem like showing y'all and telling y'all that I'm because he sent niggas to kill me. Like that's the old Gucci, and you know we've had flashes of old Gucci. So like, are we gonna get a flash of old Gucci? Like, I feel like this might be the first battle where we get a COVID barrier. It's gonna be. A- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That that's why I think that we might get the OG style versus tonight with them just doing it over the internet. Oh no, in bro. separate they, rooms. They already said they're going in the same room. Oh no, did they it's, say yeah, that? Bro, they said they're going in the oh, same room. No. And I saw another. Um, I seen another clip before we started pod, and just now it was uh, a Jeezy interview. I think it was Associated Press too, bro. It was crazy to me that they were even covering this. Um. <laughs> but they were asking Jeezy questions God, about it. Sense. And the nigga, like, I applaud the nigga for being, like, candid with the question. He was like, so, you know, we've already seen, like, Gucci taking stabs on the internet, behind the internet memes. Like, Gucci has posted the, you know, when the lyric dropped, the nigga jumping over the table meme. Uh, and he got on there, which I, a, a personal favorite thing of me in this whole Gucci versus Jeezy thing is that he keeps saying, like, and I'm sure he says this about multiple people in his life but the fact that he keeps calling jeezy buddy is the funniest shit to me oh man because so it has so much undertone to it yeah. for me like yeah I'm, me and little buddy gonna be in the same room like oh my this is another grown man you can't call him little buddy like that this whole time bro like yeah, but it kind of goes back to what you was asking last week about you know who would get little bro in the situation so who, who do you okay let, let's go ahead and start making our uh predictions here right like mm-hmm. uh I feel like Gucci can try to son Jeezy here. And I know Jeezy is not necessarily nobody's son, but I do feel I'm, like G, I feel like Gucci could try to get it off. I feel like, I feel like we get a different format versus tonight. Um, what is going to happen tonight? I don't know. Like, I, I hope we get a, I, we have to have like a host, a mediator. Like we have to have somebody in between definitely. them. But again, who's, who is Gucci going to listen to? Like who? Cause it's we not know about him. Jeezy it's not about him listening to nobody. It's about somebody being a barrier between the two. So other people. But that's can what I'm intervene. saying. Like, but for, in order to be a proper barrier, Gucci, Gucci has to stop when you say stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, if you put a nigga between them two that Gucci don't give a fuck about, then you are just the person that he has to go through to get so you, to you. You got to put like, I don't wanna uh, do that, nigga. you got to put uh, P there from uh, QC. You think? That's his best I friend. I think he yeah. care about P. And, and and I don't know if P has any type of relationship with Jeezy, but maybe, maybe not. You know, so that might be a, you know, a, a, a perfect person to 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 keep the peace. But I think we we might need a. I'm telling you, we get a host or we get a COVID barrier, fam. There's no way you just put these two niggas side like. Do, and that's why do we get a dap? Like, do we get any right, sign of like right. anything from these two? This like, is that was like very a respectful bro. celebration. I, I, like, bro, I hope this nigga don't shoot him on live. Bro. Listen, coming, coming <laughs> from, I can't see any of this shit happening. Coming from the number one versus his dead podcast on the internet, sure. talking about uh, it again this for another the, week consecutively. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first versus where I literally have no idea what to expect. Like, I am absolutely clueless. Like, I and don't I know if they're like, going to get through all the songs. I what do you like, even expect Gucci to play? Like, but that's what I, but that's what I was saying in that interview that I was, you know, watching where they were talking about Jeezy or Gucci taking the stabs at Jeezy. You know, he was basically asking, like, 
is this versus going to be able to go off without like any violence or anything like yeah. that? And Jeezy was like, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess we'll just have to sure, see. Whatever. Like, nah, he was like, I guess we'll have to see. Like, he, he see, made no like guarantee. Me neither, bro. It I don't was even like, like it wasn't we'll a yes, it wasn't see. a no. But again, I think it has to be, you know, like it has to be something in the contract that you here's know, another here's another wild card to this, Wes. Gucci Mane is probably the first artist in the Versus series to not give a fuck if he wins or not. I, I, Do you honestly I, think Gucci cares if he wins this tonight? Like, in all honesty, seriously. Do you think he gives a fuck, bro? I... <laughs> I, I kind of do, but I, you do? I mostly think he doesn't, but I kind of think he does. Okay. Cause if he, if, if the world does say he wins, I think he takes the win, right? Like I think well, he loves what comes with the win, but I don't think he's going to give a fuck. If yeah. Well, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if I've, th- who, who else do you think has gone into, well, besides two chains, two chains is probably the only one who wanted to like win his battle. Yeah. Like two chains, like two, he carried he that, for a week. that nigga practiced like a little league football week, team, bro. Flat yeah, out. He, he went campaigning and won the recount and shit. Like, fail. <laughs> this yeah. is for play. I don't, like, there ain't I, even I don't, a trophy. Yeah, I don't want to give that credit to and may, maybe Teddy Riley, but it was so fucked up. I don't even want to do that to him. Um, yeah. So, but I, 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 I don't think he cares for the most part. But I think if he wins somewhere in there, it speaks to kind of that shit that they talk about in Atlanta, as far as you know, Gucci's kids and. You know how motherfuckers really don't fuck with Jeezy or none of that shit. I, I I think it speaks to that, and I'm surprised we haven't seen much more like industry division. But I think it's it'll be, be interesting tonight, bro. There's gonna be a lot of Gucci's kids in the chat. It's gonna be a lot of Gucci's kids, in a the lot chat. of Gucci's offspring. I wonder, in the chat, where, like, bro. I wonder where they're doing it at. Like this, like this Young Thug in the chat, fucking Fetty Wap in the chat, Future just, in the chat. Just like we said last week, fam. This is this is for the culture. Um. Undoubtedly, this is for nobody else. Like for for what culture are we talking? Like the the pallbearers culture, like the funeral home culture. That's what a, culture are we referring? That's to? not a culture. That's Who a healthcare profession. Uh, I, I'm glad we're not getting ti. And you want to know? I'm so glad we're not getting ti neither. And I want to speak on. You know, we, we're talking about this now, and I'm glad we are because I feel like we did not mention it last week. You know, when we talked about we don't we didn't need you know the the Gucci Jeezy uh, collab, but like. So Icy was fire. I heard So Icy this week at random. Um, it still holds up? It still holds up. Like, and, and you know, the, the one that we did get was pretty fucking good. Um, so why wouldn't we be able to get another, I guess? Mm. Or what would it sound like? I guess would be my thing. Or maybe that's what we wasn't looking forward to because we got, you know, So Icy, we knew what So Icy was. And even according to the story, if I remember correctly from the culture that we got afterwards was that, you know, So Icy was just kind of like, an accident, you know, kind of like a this nigga was in the studio, or you know, these two niggas kind of got put together for the so icy right. joining. After that like, shit popped off, so Gucci really didn't give a shit. Super unintentional, you know. Super what I'm unintentional. Like, so yeah, I I don't know, bro. Like I don't even know how to wrap my mind around what's about to happen tonight. I really envy uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast because y'all get to listen to this with the luxury of already knowing what y'all happened. know what happened. Uh, but I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you are. When we get done recording this, I'm sure we're going to grab us some pretzels and, you know, some <laughs> uh, some orange pop. Yeah. And sit and watch this shit go down. Because matter of fact, I think I might record it, bro. Because I got a feeling like what if something happens that you can't really re-see because they're like getting rid of it off the internet? Like, like murder. So you should. You should definitely <laughs> record that. My nigga, see right, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, let's let's be proactive versus reactive. So if you're hearing this tomorrow and some wild shit happened, just know Dipped and Butter Program got it. Flat out. There you like, go. 
So uh, moving along, uh, sp- speaking of documentation, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you watch the full-on Hulu Takashi 6ix9ine documentary? I did watch full-on Hulu 6ix9ine Takashi documentary, yes. Okay, so real quick for the listeners, for those of y'all that don't know, on Hulu streaming service right now, there's a documentary that talks about Takashi 6ix9ine. Uh, it's, you know, it's basically your, your, I don't know, your run of the mill documentary. It talks about how he came up, mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, what kind of made him who he was. Talks about all the things we know about him, goes into the, you know, ratting on the stand thing. It just tells everything that you expected to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One thing I will say about this documentary, cause I watched it in full too, mm-hmm. is most of the documentary, it says, Everything that you kind of already know, it just Mm -hmm. goes in depth. Like Mm -hmm. the one reason why I would recommend somebody to watch it is if you already feel like, fuck this nigga, I know he's a rat. I know everything that's going on. Great. But I think what it is interesting for is it's a case study and it gives you a lot of background as to why he is the fuck nigga that he is. Absolutely. So that's what was was interesting for me. That my, my thing when I watched it, I'm so probably the first. I can't even remember how much time because I was working while I watched it, but I was still paying attention to it. Um, so maybe like the first 25 minutes of it where they were really like digging into, you know, where he, you know, where he kind of started as far as music goes and the, the little clicks of people that he hung with. Um, to me, that was informative. Like, cause Very, that was, from that was too. stuff that I didn't know, you know, from, from, too. from, from, from what I got of six, nine was not that he was an overnight success, but you know, I kind of heard that, you know, he had did, you know, he was dibbling and dabbling and then he kind of blew up off the gummo shit, but like that really, and just from a making music standpoint, really put it back into me. Like, Oh no, he really was working at this for a minute, you know, and even the, the people that they, um, interview giving him credit you know for his mind and the genius and you know his his, the thought behind the shit like nah he's very intentional with the shit um it was very informative but then once i got to about the hour point hour 10 hour 15 that's what i got to saying to myself like well they're not saying nothing that we don't already know right and and, and at that point there was only like 10 or 15 minutes more so i was like "Ah, i ain't really gonna get nowhere the the best shit was in the last 15 20 minutes but i will say this though i do think that it was an interesting case study as to his actual addiction to clout and attention. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it do, it goes really in depth to show like how really addicted to this trolling shit he is. Like, right. cause all we really got to see and got to know was him on Instagram antagonizing real killers. And you know what I mean? Him and his just reckless abandon for street values and rules and shit like that before the whole, telling on Treyway shit even right, came about. Right, we knew right. him as this crazy troll. And if you watch the documentary, it kind of shows him early on, like, you know, before he even got into the rapping shit, he was this nigga around New York um, with this on the fashion shit. And yeah, he would make and- these shirts that just said shit like HIV on them or mm-hmm. slut or pussy. And you know what I'm saying? Like he just was addicted to getting that kind of attention mm-hmm. from a very early age. But here's what was super interesting to me though. Like, a lot of people close to him was saying like his life was turned around at an early age when his stepfather, who like his biological father left his life early and just kind of walked out on the family and it was just him and his mom. And he had a stepfather that he actually kind of looked up to and idolized and shit. So I guess what happened was like his stepfather was about to go down the block for the bodega or some shit. 
asked uh, Daniel to go. Little Danny didn't want to go. He ends up going up the block and getting shot and killed. And Danny was really hard on himself about that shit. And, you know, he just really kind of had a fuck it mentality ever since then. But here's the interesting shit to me, right? Like he lost his stepfather. His dad wasn't ever really in his life. If you fast forward all the way through the documentary and talking about all the other shit that we can get into, but this was the interesting to me thing to me. Like when Takashi six, nine was going through his trial and snitching and all of that shit, like the biggest trial in hip hop history, basically his dad was outside the courtroom asking him to get paid for interviews. <laughs> yeah. Like he hadn't seen Takashi in like what? 14 years. Mm-hmm. And he was outside the courtroom on his son's trial trying to get paid for an interview. Like he was basically out there screaming to anybody that would listen. Hey, that's my son. I'm Danny Hernandez Sr. Somebody come pay me. I tell you whatever you want to hear. Ask me questions, please. Ask me questions, please. All you got to do is cut me a little check. And to me, it just spoke volumes to Takashi's character. Like, look at his dad. Like, that shit is just in his blood. Like, look at how his dad behaves, bro. I mean, and even even something that his dad said at the end of that joint, like, he looked at me. He saw what I was doing. He wanted to be like me. So that that, that might be a credit to that for real, for real. Because you're right. He was yeah, out I, there. In no way, shape, or fashion am I trying to shoot Takashi 69 any bail. But I just found it super interesting. Like, that shit is in that nigga's blood for real. I mean, and that's what, that, like you say, that's what they always gave him with the, you know, with the, um, with the fashion shit. And even, you know, when they, you know, um, interviewed, who was that, Billy and the mother niggas, you know, they was like, when we met him, he was like, shit, Scum my music, gang. yeah, my, my music is trash. He was like, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm lit as hell. But I'm lit. I'm lit yeah. as hell. I know I can't rap, trash, but I'm, I'm lit, lit as hell. Yeah, so let's I it. even thought that was interesting, like him coming up with the original crew before he got with Treyway and all of them. Scum Gang. Like, when I first got hit to Takashi and he was talking that Scum Gang and Scum Gang stands for society can't really understand me. Like, that's when he first hooked me. Like, Ugh, that's hard. Like, hard. I really feel, feel where this outcast niggas coming from. Like, that's hard. Right. But that wasn't even his shit. Like the nigga took that scum gang shit and ran with it and wasn't even with scum gang, scum gang no more. And was literally like literally using their shit as another way to catapult himself into some more clout. Like the niggas that was really, really scum gang, he wasn't even in touch with them niggas no more. Like he had left them behind. Even on Gummo, when you listen, when you hear the nigga yell scum gang at the beginning, that's the actual leader of scum gang yelling that shit. And he didn't even clear that shit. Like he didn't even ask the nigga to use his voice or nothing. Like, it just really, the documentary really shows how parasitic yeah. Daniel Hernandez Jr. is. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the few other things that I did learn from this documentary, though. Yeah. Uh, how do I put this? So, you know, the whole thing with uh, Takashi 69 when he got kidnapped by Shadi and all of them. And mm-hmm. uh, remember when a couple of people was coming out saying, hey, man, if my so-called gang would have kidnapped me and been fucking my baby's mom and shit, I would have told too. Do you remember when like a little bit of push was going? T-Pain said it, I know. But uh, it was a couple of niggas that was really kind of frowned upon that was saying like, hey, if they would have did that to me, I'd have told too. The niggas kidnapped me and was fucking my baby's mom. <laughs> uh, I watched the, the documentary and uh, I kind of understand why Shadi and them was fucking on this baby's mom. I mean, <laughs> she, you know, she she definitely didn't deny none of that shit when it was addressed to her. Um, I'm just saying, I, I thought when I was hearing the reports, I thought it was like some spiteful shit. Like, damn, bro, that's gross. Them niggas is just fucking on this baby's mom just to get. That's nah, cool. she was ready to go. 
That's not why. She was absolutely ready to go. You could, she, she, she been down from the gate, so he got her right. Um, yeah. and she looks all right. So I was, I just was like, okay, this wasn't about beef. This was just about opportunity. Okay. Right, right, right. It had nothing to do with, had nothing to do with beef. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the biggest things I learned about the documentary. I just was like, oh. Okay, I see why they. Do I that. I thought it was interesting that she was one of the people that was in the documentary because even halfway yeah. through the doc, that's why I was kind of wondering, like, man, I wonder if this nigga got anything to do with this, and you know, to find out, really, no, that he didn't. Um, I felt like he was going to too, like because it was being so open, and it seemed like the dude that was running doc- the documentary was trying to either shoot him some bail or try to find something that made sense. He was trying for to, him. yeah, he was trying to, you know, I, like you say, the angle that he took, he kind of went through the family route and, you know, this, this is this, this is that. And like you say, really an addiction to the clout, like not that that could have been an out for Takashi, but he could have came on and, you know, really got to talking about some of that shit that dude was talking about. Cause like I say, that's stuff that I didn't really know. And he could, you know, go through that. And like you said, and I think maybe that's what Takashi don't understand at this point, or maybe in the times that we live in and, you know, the times that he's come up in, but like, especially the way that his personality is out there. Like people want to know about you, bro. So like, yeah. why, why are you this way? Like we cool at you this way, but why are you this well, way? Why are you this like, way? Tell us why, like who, you know, because like you say, some of the people that was in the doc, like I never knew, you know, some of these other people. And like you say, the, you, you can tell that he's branches off of those trees. Like you say, or, you know, to, like I say, it was fucked up to other people that deleted all the, all the videos that they did with the nigga. So his imprint was gone. Like I said, that's shit that I never knew. Like I say, to me, the nigga just kind of popped up overnight. So right, and that's probably why I seemed that way because all of his history had been erased. It's gone, it's gone. Who is this? <clears> and it it really just kind of like to me, it was interesting to see that many people close to him speak to how opportunistic he is. Also, um, did you did you hear them give kind of his his catapulting uh, credit to Big Fourteen? I did see Big 14 be a part of this. It made me smile. It made me smile that I'm now like, I fuck with Trippy Red now. I'm glad I didn't watch this documentary at a time where I don't like Trippy Red. I'm glad I like Trippy Red. And I did get to see how how critical he was to Mm -hmm. 6ix9ine's rise. But I found the documentary interesting, not to spend too much time on some shit that some people might not care about, but Here's what I found particularly interesting though, Wes. Like you see him in this documentary go from this crew to that crew, from this neighborhood to that neighborhood, just trying to stick, right? Like mm-hmm. what was the most important thing to Takashi was making it, getting out of a bad situation, right? It was just him and his mom and a cluttered ass fucking hoarded apartment and he just wanted to get out. So he would fuck with scum gang and do what he had to do to, to get bigger. He would fuck with Treyway to get bigger. He would go overseas and perform to get bigger. He would do everything he needed to do to expand his brand. And I don't think anything's wrong with that if you're doing it the right way, right? Like right. you can go all across. He's not the only per- person to go all across the country fucking with this crew and that clique and this crew to just try to get your name. But I mean, Drake did it when he came down from Canada, he had to link up in Houston first. He had to, you know, uh, put his feet down in new Orleans. He had to get with the people that was making the moves. He's still a Jay Prince product to this day. You know what I'm saying? So like other people have did it. I think the difference between Takashi and a lot of artists that have taken this route is just him burning his bridges on the way across. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I really started sitting down thinking, right? And forgive me if this sounds like some sensational podcasting shit, but I started thinking about him and the way he moved and grew up and his rise to fame versus Tupac's at an early age. 
right? Like we saw Tupac go from, you know, this East Coast New York nigga and hanging with whoever he needed to hang with, whether it be Tretch or the Flavor Unit or whoever to get popping over here, then end up on the West Coast to fuck with Digital Underground and Humpty Hump and whoever he needed to fuck with to get popping to this point. Then he went and fucked with Richie Rich and them and whoever he needed to fuck with. And then he went to Houston and fuck with Scarface and whoever. Like Pac did a lot of that same shit only he didn't leave a bad taste in every person's mouth that he came across. Right, right, right. I think that's really <clears throat> like one of the fundamental differences between say a six, nine and a Tupac, because Pac did a lot of the same moving around from crew to crew. Right. He did a lot of that, you know what I'm saying? But he just didn't leave niggas feeling like, Oh, you fucked me when he left. You know what I'm saying? And I think the difference between uh Tupac and, Six nine essentially was six nine is super addicted to clout, which is like that superficial attention for clicks and fake love versus I think Tupac was just addicted to I need the hood to know me and love me, which is why that nigga would be four times platinum still in a fucking basement party somewhere <laughs> where he had no business being. Yeah, that that fucking clout word is dangerous, bro. Like I don't, I don't know if I ever said it on this podcast, but like it really irritates me. The, that's the the, the, I word. Hate the word. Yeah, it really irritates me that that's the word that the kids choose to use because it's intangible, bro. Like you can never like you can't build it up. Don't nobody really got more than the other. It's like you either got it or you don't. And maybe that's why it's the perfect word for it, right? Because it's such a it's such an intangible lack of value thing. You know what I'm saying? It has no real value. So maybe that's the perfect word for that fucking bullshit. Because it's all just fake love. It's fake love. But then like fake it, likes. Like like but then it'd be the people that don't that don't understand like you can't say that I got clout if you don't got clout. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 the real nigga portion of it. Like I don't give a shit about nobody talking about clout about me that I know ain't, you know, certified or, you know, real out here in the streets. Like it's like you say it's a it's a really imaginary invisible thing for people to say. For sure, for sure. Uh, kind of getting back to finish up on the documentary shit. Like, you know, the only thing coming away from it after like the hour and a half that I learned that I didn't know was the whole shoddy thing and them fucking with his baby mom. But it, it, it brought me around to this though, right? Okay. And from there, and I think from the Joe Button podcast, it kind of got me to thinking about like the situation in which you bring your girl around the homies and shit, right? Like, are you funny about that? Like, Obviously, you're married now, so shit is way different when you're married. You bring your your wife around, whoever. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. you, it, it just got to be that way. I wouldn't see any particular reason or any reason ever why you wouldn't. But, like, have you ever been that type of dude to be cautious who you bring your girl around? Like, whether you're dating or just fucking around or just whatever. Like, has that ever mattered? Um, I don't think there's ever been a situation where I need to be like, hey, hold up. Let me run here real quick and then I come get you because I'm afraid the homie's gonna hawk her down. Um Nah, but I I can I can understand. You know what I'm saying? It's some it's some it's some dirty niggas around here, man. You can't uh so, sometimes you can't take your babe to the trap, man, because all, all the niggas in the trap ain't your niggas. Like See, and I've heard of this being a thing, but I'm like you, like I've never had it be a thing in my life. Nah. But I've heard it enough times to know that it's a thing for some people. And I guess it just puzzles me because it's just like, well, what niggas is you fucking with to where you can't trust bringing them around? Like, well, what are your dealings with these niggas that you don't even trust bringing your girl around them? Yeah, not, not none of my, that's why I'm, I'm really trying to like jog my memory right now to really like 
think, and I think the only place that I, that came up in my head that I'd be like, nah, you can't go there, but it's, it's even dumb. Like may, maybe the barbershop, but like, I was just going to say, I think the only time I've ever even been like thinking about it was when I was in barber school, not even the barbershop because everybody at the barbershop was my niggas. Like them niggas is like family. Right, so right. by all means come up to the barbershop. But when I was in barber school, I was a little bit more like, you know what I mean? Let me go ahead and just meet you out there because these niggas is wild because like, but I had no control over them niggas being at the school. You know what I'm saying? So if my wife would pull up to the barber school and niggas was on some bullshit, I just already know if one of these niggas is disrespectful. Okay. That just means that I'm fighting today. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. just something, that's just something that you wake up as a man, just understanding, like that ain't got nothing to do with who's there that day or myself in the mirror and say, you will fight if you have yeah. to. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's a, that's just something that you come prepared with. Like that's just like bringing your lunch to work. Like, okay, I got my sandwich and I'm going to fight today. If one of these niggas, right. if one of these niggas my me. yeah, up. so I, I don't know, but anything in my control, I just have never been that way. And that on top of like the whole, you always hear about the nigga trying to be too funny around your girl and shit. Like the nigga that's just delivering too many jokes. Like all of a sudden this nigga is just Dave Chappelle at the stand up. When you bring your girl around, like, have you ever experienced that kind of shit either? Nah, cause I'm like, I tell my girl all the time, like I'm top two funniest people you ever met. And I'm not too. So like, you'll never meet a nigga funnier. To, like it's, it's going to be hard. Like you gotta, you have to have such a clever witty joke in order to make my wife laugh for real, for real. Like she, she already laugh at my goofy shit. Cause it's me, but like somebody outside, like you gotta be like clever. And even still, she not going into a giggle fit. She going to like give you your props. She gonna be like, no. That's fucking good. Like right. that shit is fire. Like great joke, but like you ain't about to catch her in the you ain't about to giggle her panties off. Like that's not see, I'm the same way, bro. Like again, I I this is gonna sound nutty coming on the podcast, but if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you know me well enough to know that I'm not just on here capping. Like nah. there are very few circumstances where I'm in a room. And I'm not the funniest nigga in the room. Funniest or at least nigga. one of the funny. And if I'm not the funniest nigga in the room, then the funniest nigga in the room is one of my niggas. <laughs> so it's just like, I've never had that. Funniest person in the room, even when I'm not trying. Even if I'm not speaking <laughs> or any of that shit. Like, I don't. Right. And the funniest niggas in the room is with me. So I just, I, I've heard of this being a thing and I wanted to bring it to you. And I figured that you might not have experience by way of this. But I do kind of feel like it's really a thing. Like, I don't think people make that up when they say it, but it makes me feel for the niggas that's comedy game ain't that good because you could work, you could most certainly lose your chick to a good laugh. Oh yeah. Like now we not talking about wives and shit like that. Like when you early in the streets, bro, and you really out here being a heathen and you really like got the new chick and you're taking her to the cookout or you taking her around the homies. If y'all ain't all the way locked in, bro, you can lose your chick to a good laugh. That's a fact. I mean, I can't, I can't remember the situation, but I'm, I'm definitely seeing a nigga, you know, laughing his way right into a babe. Like that's, that's, that's easy. Like, like whether you taking a nigga bitch or not, but like chicks go for that shit, bro. Like. If they stomach already hurt, and they'd be like, "Fuck it, why not let him bust these guts down?" <laughs> Whoa, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my stomach's tight anyway. Already hurt. Jesus, Christ. might as well throw it back. Right? <laughs> yeah, I just it, it's so weird to me. Like, I have never been on that part of the spectrum before. Like, I wonder what it would be like to be that uncharismatic 
You know what I'm saying? To be able to like, to be really in fear of, because I've seen it before. Like it's never happened to me because I've right. always been a right. funny nigga, but I have seen a nigga lose to a funny nigga in the room. Yeah. I've seen it before. So I know it happens. So I wonder what that feels like to be the kind of nigga to like, okay, I got this chick. I worked really hard to get her on my arm and now I'm about to take her out and show a good time, show her a good time. And you take her around the wrong circle and these niggas don't really give a fuck about you like that. And the next thing you know, your girl's la- laughing her panties right off. See, that's that circle of niggas that you don't take your babe around there. Right. Girl, and the do- next thing you know, next thing you know, you're a friend. And before you picked her up, you wasn't. <laughs> and, and see that's it, real though like that happens see, right i'm not see, making now, that this is why we have these talks here on the dipped and butter program because now it goes back to what if your homie smashing a girl you brought to the barbecue because you were funnier and now you got to be the one to tell him like hey man you know you gotta tone it down you gotta tone it down bro. <laughs> <laughs> but see like i guess maybe this is my sick twisted mind but i feel like in those circumstances and maybe i'm just like Maybe I'm just categorizing categorizing my circle. I feel like if I was ever in that situation, that I could talk to my niggas in my circle, like, "Hey, uh, you really kind of fucking this up, bro." Like, you got <laughs> yeah, you got to dial it back, bro. You got to have a huddle like, off yeah, to the side. Like, hey, man, you running the wrong play right now, G. You got to right. relax. But even still, like, I feel like I'm funny enough to where I could comedy myself back out of it, bro. Yeah, you got to be able to rope a dope for a little bit. Get your ass up out of there, man. Tire that nigga out. Like, you got you got to start knowing how to like. You got to redirect his jokes. You got to make his jokes your jokes, but funnier. For like, sure. You got to rework that nigga's jokes. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm glad you brought that one up. You got to rework you gotta that re- nigga's get jokes. Get his fucking bro. joke out of here, bro. Uh-uh. Man, that's absolutely crucial, bro. Damn. So, I, okay. Are, are your niggas responsible if they do it on accident? Like, can you be mad at them if they accidentally did it? No, right? What is that? What is accidental? So like, say it's a chick and you early in the courtship, like y'all ain't even official, but you putting in the groundwork, you know what I'm saying? You, you're literally just flattening out the land. <laughs> like you ain't pouring no cement yet. Right. You're just flattening the land out. Now, really, as I'm saying this, it's already on you for bringing her around your niggas this early. But anyway, you did it. You made the mistake. Right. You're laying out the groundwork and nothing is cemented yet. You bring her around the homies. And you're getting out laughed for sure. Like even you know you're down in the count. Like you are definitely losing to like at the cookout. Homie is like way funnier than you. Like, can you be mad? You can't be mad at him, right? Especially if he's not intending on making her attracted to him. It did, you know, it did. You you gotta read the room and you gotta know your nigga. Like if if the nigga who brought the babe, if if you is up on him and you see he down. If your man has, I mean, like, to, I hate to keep going back to the box references, but like, if he hitting you with the rope of dope and he moving around and he, you know, throwing a shot out there every now and then, all right, maybe you, maybe you take the hint and you slow it down. But like, if your man has gone full blown curled up in the corner and is not <laughs> responding, bro, like, you wrong. Yeah. You wrong. You got to yeah. back the fuck off, man. Cause he, he's defensive and now he feels defeated. Like, so if you take the bitch, like, that might even ruin y'all's relationship for real, for real. Cause now he feel like you ain't on game. Is it time for us as men to finally acknowledge that like our humor might be our sharpest tool? I mean, what else do like, you got? Yeah, because niggas like, bro, even the most attractive nigga is ugly, bro. Like niggas are not like aesthetically like, pr- pleasing. I'm just trying to think like you really just thinking about like meeting a chick for the first time or even just thinking about meeting my wife. Like you don't really find like 
there was no way for me to be like, mm, I really love coffee. Let's <laughs> let's have coffee together. Like, yeah, you can't say no work. regular like, shit. You gotta hard. be dope. Yeah, I had already had to drop on her anyway, so I just called her by her name. But like that, you really got to do something like bold, or you got to be like funny. Like, and that's how you know. That's how you if if it ain't like bold and direct because that was already your intention. Like, you gotta you gotta find your funny way in. Like, if I was you know if I wasn't networking, I was over there and I seen her, I might be like, oh damn, like you know I I might make a you know something stupid off of that, but like. I really feel like that got to be like a nigga's like whole superpower in just being able to like advance in the department of just like straight up. What's the word I'm looking for? Like primal, just attraction, like to be able to, to be able to secure a chick, you got to be able to just be quick, witty and charismatic. You know what I'm saying? At any particular point. And I feel like that might be like niggas, the sharpest tool in the box. Yeah, I think I think the witty and charismatic part is where a lot of niggas because and I think this is, you know, where where women downplay niggas for always like having sex on the mind, but niggas always got that on their mind. So any shot coming at them is the 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 outcome is always sex. Like what she said to me, <laughs> I gotta say something back that she liked because then she might want to give me some. It's and always that's, that. That's yeah, where witty always- charismatic shit come and that's like that's the truth. That's where a lot of times niggas get their shit from because like you say, I've known people that banter back and forth that end up falling in love or being in relationships together because y'all y'all were y'all were ultimately building that rapport with each other. <laughs> you know, you, y'all were understand how quick each other was. Do you think that's ultimately why men are particularly sharp? Because we always got to be thinking what's going to get her attention, what's going to work at all times. I, like I, not even just with women, but amongst each other, we're yeah. always sharpening ourselves. I mean, I think I've spoke about being over. I am no stranger in myself to thinking out how something should happen before it happens. I've already absolutely. Thought about, I've already thought about how this podcast should happen before it happens. <laughs> already, I'm already I'm already mixing this podcast right now. <laughs> like, I'm already, We're just recording it as a I, formality. I am, I've already started rolling up to watch the battle. I'm way ahead of myself right now. And that's just me, honestly. So that's how I move in everyday instances. So like, even if you want to go back to being in school, like, oh, I know I'm going to be in this class with her today. Let me watch out for her sharp ass. She might have something to say. Uh, like, or, oh, baby girl in the class today. Let me let me make sure I randomly turn around and look at her two or three times. Like, it's it's just over-calculated. So yeah, I, I, I think, like you say, even with each other, like, you just, uh, I'm more of a proactive versus reactive person. And like, there are, like, if you were interviewing me right now, I would be reactive because I want to pay attention and listen to what you're saying to me and, you know, give back, you know, and I don't want to say that I'm not being thoughtful here on the podcast, but I have to be, I have to, you know, kind of anticipate what you about to say. So I can have something to say, like, you you just have to be, to me, that's how you're in the moment. Fam, let's pull back the curtain a little bit because I'm glad you brought that up. How often in us recording this podcast, do you find yourself not being able to be as fully engaged in the conversation as you want to be because you have to be a couple <laughs> steps ahead? Um, so, sometimes uh, I've done that <laughs> twice here. I think already. I, I think like, I'm I, bro, you know how many times doing this show I have caught myself like, I need to be fully engaged in the conversation and the dialogue we're having, but I also need to be two topics ahead so I can oh, yeah. make sure I'm trying to plan this out. I also have to know what's going on in, inside the pocket. I, and like, again, like you said, I got to anticipate where you going. I got to anticipate mm-hmm. if you might stutter step and might need me to interject. Like it's just right. If I go I'm, blank, you got to be there to like, yeah, so we're I, talking about this. 
Yeah, and just, like you say, outside of the podcast, that's just me, period. Like, even, like, working, I know how I'm, before I go sit down at my desk, I know what I'm about to do when I go sit down at my desk. I'm not just sitting down and going from my desk. Like, I've already played that out. I, my, my whole days are already planned out a lot of times. And, you know, I know some people might, you know, think that's a, you know, a bad thing because, of course, you know, no no minute is promised, no day is promised. But, like, again, I'm I'm more proactive than reactive. I hate reactive shit, bro, because to me, you know, it goes back to if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah. If you're reacting, that means you got to get ready. <laughs> that means you wasn't prepped for some shit like this to happen. Or even, you know, like you talked about with my worst nightmare in this motherfucker, like, nah, hang on to that. Because it's, it's Cause if it ever happens, you're going to be ready for it. I'm going to be readier than a fam. I've, I've and not to get into deep, I've already crept through my house in the middle of the night with the burner out in my head because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, because I don't want it to be foreign to me when uh-huh. I get there. Like at least I know what it feels like to tiptoe through this motherfucker with the burner. I know I know what it feels like to get the burner out the door in the middle of the night and put yeah. Like I know. What all you want to trip down the stairs because you never did it before? No. You understand? Come on now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, niggas just always got to be sharp, man. It's just I feel like it's change. just a matter of fact of our existence. Fam, I'm uh, already I'm already thinking about what episode 100 is going to sound like. Speaking of not funny, and speaking of not going to make it to oh, episode God. 100. Jesus, we're doing this? Oh. Yeah, nigga, fucking bro. <laughs> speaking of not funny, oh. speaking of not making it to 100, speaking of podcast. Yikes. The female counterparts of the Joe Button podcast, podcast named C, The Thing Is. Cause you, cause uh, where do we start? So me and Wes, we try to pay attention to this podcast, if nothing else, just for the sake of the fact that we are huge Joe Budden podcast listeners and fans, and we want to support pretty much anything that our guy Joe Budden does, right? I feel like that's part of it, right? That is a part of it. If Joe, so drops, try to, if Joe drops a song today, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it, bro. So whatever he's got his hands in, I try to keep up with because that's my guy and I support him. So we at least try to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on over there at the Joe Button Podcast. What is it? Productions? Whatever his company Joe is. Joe Button Network. Joe Button Network. Thank you. JBN. So see, the thing is, it's the female kind of part uh, podcast that he has put out. They got a few episodes out. None of them are good, but we all try to look at the, we, we try to check out the clips and we try, me and Wes try to listen to it every week and it's never good. But they did give us at least some content this week to talk about. This week on the show, I don't even know why or how it came up, but the ladies- I didn't, I didn't even write that down, but I meant to. This, I, th- I guess it's a good thing that the ladies do have a podcast because I do see the value in them being able to get off their point of view. I do think that's dope. That, you know, ladies that want to hear ladies point of view or men that want to hear ladies point of view can have somewhere to go to see how the ladies talk when they get to just kick it. You know what I'm saying? And they got on the whole PS5 release thing. For those of y'all that don't know that aren't gamers, the PS5 and uh, the new Xbox Series X came out this past week. And everybody's been going crazy because, as you know, with these things, uh, demand and supply are not on equal footing. So there are no PlayStations anywhere and everybody wants one. And everybody's going crazy. And they got to talking about how they think it's whack that niggas is like mm-hmm. trying as hard to get a PlayStation. And what was it Bridget Kelly that said, uh, niggas ain't been this dedicated to anything in their lives, but getting a PlayStation. Like she thinks it's ridiculous that grown men care this mm-hmm. much about a toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them just think it's super whack. And what I found funny was like they was really going hard on grown men gamers. 
It was going hard. Like that's part of the topic I wrote down to talk about. But I did find it funny that they couldn't understand why niggas was this pressed over a toy and a PlayStation mm-hmm. Five. And <clears throat> I feel like the response to that should be, well, the PlayStation Five is going to last longer than my relationship with you. So I don't see, <laughs> why, I don't well, see how you don't get this. And there was another telling part in that to me because you know I'd be looking into shit, but like. That again, to to me, that topic kind of spoke to them not fucking with each other, and they don't really know each other because mm-hmm. Bridget and Mandy had zero clue that the other bay played video games. They were sincerely shocked. You could tell they were shocked. They couldn't get their bashing off like they thought they was about to be able to. They thought she was about to tell you, "Yeah, what the fuck is a video game?" Because even Mandy was like, "All the good dick I've had, they don't play video they games. They don't play games. Any it's guy I've ever gotten good dick from." Don't play video games. Well, he Did wasn't you? playing them while he was fucking you. I'm sure he plays the game. And even like I the, promise you he plays games. And even like Bridget and them said, like, bitch, your nigga was born in 82. Hell yeah, he had a Nintendo. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you are nuts right now. Like, ex- again, yes, the nigga's not playing Madden while he's stroking you from the back because you're hanging from a sex swing because y'all think that's the freakiest thing ever. Anywho, but again... Y'all thought y'all was about to have a a, a, a women bashing man for playing video games joint, and that's not what happened because over. It didn't go like, down like that. She was nah, like, nah, video games are dope. Around for a long time, like I, I go home right now. I play that shit eight, ten hours. They was all like, wow, like yeah. She really got started going deep. Like I play, I played Grand Theft Auto when it came out, and Grand Theft Auto Four. I probably put a good thirteen hours in. What? She was like, she started naming characters like yeah, Nico Bellic. Me and Nico Bellic go uh, go way back. I was like, oh, she's cold. Yeah, so off of them because they had a terrible segment there, and like just just to keep it transparent, like you say when you text me, <laughs> the cat said I was gonna send you the link, but this shit ain't even funny. And I did, I watched it, bro. I didn't laugh not one time. Um, what again. is that? Let's just fu- let's just do it, bro. What is that? Like, okay, I'm not. Let, let me be professional because I love this podcast and I hate to lose it behind saying some stupid shit. But like, this is where we try to come to be in a safe space to really like speak our minds and bounce ideas mm-hmm. off each other and pop through it. Yeah. Okay. Let's just first off focus on the podcast we're talking about. See, the thing is, they are not funny. They try to be funny and they are not. Now let's branch out a little bit. Okay. Favorite female comedian. Go. Like I don't like when you say go. Like, give me that. your favorite female. No, because I feel like I'm on the timer. Like I feel like I need. A you second. are. That's part of it. You are. That's fucked up. Nah. That's who's your? Up. You can't do. Who's that. your favorite female comedian? You cannot do that to me right now. Right um, now, who is your favorite? Female I have comedian? to say off the top of my head, I just I don't want to say, bro. What female comedian would drop a special today that you would go straight to Netflix and watch it right now? Females ain't funny, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay that's that's me being i'm being funny i'm joking of course females are funny but by and large are they though like ha ha bust the gut dave Chappelle, funny of course they can be funny because i know some funny women like don't get me don't get me wrong my wife has made me bust the gut before Wes, your wife has made me laugh right, out loud right. hysterically before right, right. i'm not saying if you have a vagina you can't be funny <laughs> But wife, on a professional baby, level, you're hilarious. <laughs> right? I'm, no, I'm, she I'm, really is. It sounds like we copy, but we are fortunate enough that her, both our wives. Are I fortunate. tell her all the time, I'm the luckiest, and you can't spell that without you and I, baby. So this is how you know we're not lying, though, because even my wife would say your wife is funny, and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. They are funny. They're funny. My sister's but funny. By all and large, funny. by and large, though, 
women are not funny. <laughs> Why well, I though? Mean, I don't know. Like, look, do you think and, it's because they yeah, have like, had to stay sharp to get a man? Like, because a woman don't gotta be like a woman not gonna laugh a nigga's boxers off. So do you very, think it's because very, they haven't had the opportunity to sharpen that tool because they don't necessarily have to be funny to get dick? I, do you think I, that's part of it? Yeah, I think women are taught to be on their game too much to really be worried about being funny. You got to be on defense. I think being funny is just like you got to be naturally gifted at being funny because like not like no, we. I don't even want to say we say it as a joke because we say it being funny, but we dead ass me. Women are not funny, and even my <laughs> wife says it for real. She be like, "I gotta be careful." Like, so, okay, so see, if she says it, we can say it. My wife says it. She be like, "Babe, you're so lucky that I'm funny because women are not funny." Like even she says it. Like so, she understands that, and like it's really making me think now. Like my my mom, no, but and you know my mom, fam. Mm-hmm. My mom is probably the funniest person I know personally. Like. Just on some silly shit, just like she's she's a person that I'm scared she sits by herself for six plus hours. <laughs> Ain't no telling what she's thinking of their fam. Yeah. Like she there's shit that she puts out on Facebook that I'm really uncertain if she copied and pasted that or if she like a lot of this shit I really believe she's come up with on her own. Like my mom had she had posted a status one day that was called Lights Out. And she was talking about because my mom like and it's so real because my mom really do be like when she got to use the bathroom, she got to use the bathroom. But like my mom told a story about how she had to stop at a fucking dealership on the way home to use the bathroom. And while she was in there using the bathroom, the lights went out because they were motion sensor lights. Like that's how much she was in there. Damn, my mom is that fucking funny, bro. Like What's wrong with her? There's no way. She was like, so she was like, after I was done, I had to come out and like act like I wanted to look at a car and shit. (laughs) My mom is funny like that, bro. And it's like, Women are not funny like that. So like she passed that along to my sister, which I'm sure part of that comes from my dad. And she's sure. like, these women are not, but I, and I don't even want to say it like that. Cause my other, like my sisters are funny. Like it's just like my aunties ain't really funny. Like some <laughs> so they, have funny, they have funny moments, but like, just like for yeah. to, like, there's constantly stuff that I do just be in. I'll make my sister bust out in tears right now. She'd be like, fam, did nobody hear this nigga? Like, right, right. This shit is funny. What is that? I wonder what that is. But see, uh, to speak to what you were saying earlier, I I honestly don't think like, okay, so some people can just be born with it, right? Like natural charisma and just be dope at it. I was not born with it. Like young age cat, third grade, second grade, early box with a tail cat. I was not funny, bro. I was a square nerd introvert. I had to learn how to be funny through trial of fire. Like, when my mom and dad got divorced and I started living with just my dad and shit was rough and, and like it, I was like spawned from getting cracked on too much. Basically like okay. when niggas was letting me have it, hey. it was either, okay, either I'm going to be depressed and never go to school again, or I'm going to learn how to like, I mean, start getting back at these. Niggas. And it's levels to the shit because I've always been funny or what I, you know, to kind of, you know, dip it a little bit like we do here on the podcast, not even just necessarily funny when I was younger, I felt like I was silly. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like now that okay. I'm older, I felt like I was silly. And then t- to hone in on the fun, you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta have an outer body experience. You gotta figure out what you're doing. Like That's everything, a fact. yeah, everything ain't silly. And I even had a cousin tell me once, and I remember like having that talk with myself. Like I don't even remember what we was doing. We was doing something random. He was like, bro, he was like, why do you laugh after everything that I say? And I was like, why do I laugh? <laughs> I don't have to do that. I'm being yeah, it's like it, you know, and and I think that's what made me tap. You know, tighten what's, up. Yeah, what's funny and what's not, and like you say, tighten the fuck up. Like everything ain't silly out here. So like, 
it's a like you say you you went from getting cracked on to learning how to be funny like i went from just always being you know a silly energetic funny kid to you gotta filter that shit out and weed it out and figure out you know wh- which part is real because bro a lot of shit that motherfuckers be thinking is funny out here i'll be like that is not funny like <laughs> yeah that, that i don't know man are, are we were we careful enough with that last one are we gonna get in trouble for saying women ain't funny no, no, no. My wife says it, bro. So I ain't gonna be in trouble with nobody where it really matters. And 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 the women who I care about, I said it was funny. So shit. And we do know some funny women. I mean, outside I of like your women. relatives and our wives, uh, mm-hmm. we 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 mutually know another freak. Candace, she's funny. Candace, we know some funny hilarious. people. Candace, we know some funny females. And, and uh, I, you know, I kind of credit to that. Her, you know, being light skinned. One of the um t shirts that I said <laughs> I was gonna make was I'm light skinned. I got more to prove trademarked here from the dipped and butter program because Definitely. when you grow up light-skinned you got a little bit more to prove because you know, people, I, I remember this chick i was i was ready to knock a white chick out in in the third grade for calling me white like hey nah you got me fucked up my people yeah. from motherland like when ain't about to be doing this for real for real so like when you light skin you got a little bit more to prove when you grow up to you gotta defend yourself yeah you really about that so whether it be verbally or physically you gotta learn how to protect yeah but not nah, shout, shout, shout out to candace she's that's, that's my nigga for sure okay uh so i'm gonna take a deep breath and uh speaking of defense, I do got like I don't even I don't know if this is so much a topic as it is I need to talk to you about something. Okay. And this it it I actually need help sorting through this, if you will. Okay. okay. All right. I don't know if this is like a am I crazy thing, but let me just talk through it and maybe you can uh help me. Okay. So there are times when me and my daughter are together exclusively, right? Mm-hmm. My son is 17, so he's either at work a lot of times or he ain't on that shit, don't really want to come out the house. Right. And sometimes there's particular instances where it's just me and my daughter, which is fine. Daddy-daughter time. This is great, right? Like, this is what you live for when you have daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's daddy-daughter time. Like, it's a very special time. And, you know, my wife likes to volunteer on weekends, so sometimes she'll be caught up and me and her will have a bunch of time to kill. So sometimes me and her will go to the mall, like I said in one of my previous stories, how she likes to sing in the bathroom stall and shit. That's right. I've been wanting to bring this to the table for a while now, and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> and it makes me it makes me uncomfortable. Let me say that first. But so you know my daughter Cameron, she's very uh boisterous. Mm-hmm. She likes to interact, she likes to talk, she's very friendly. She'll talk to strangers no matter what. Mm-hmm. She just loves to get out the house. My wife knows that, anybody that knows her knows that that she gets excited at any opportunity to go out. So if it's just me and her and we're going around the mall. She'll stop and talk to kids. She'll stop and talk to adults. She just wants to talk and be seen and be heard. Well, my daughter is also a little girl, so she is particularly girly. Mm -hmm. So if she comes across anybody else that she finds to be girly, she'll pay more attention to. So I say that to say, let me bring you around to what I'm actually saying. Okay. When I go out and it's just me and my daughter. My daughter likes to walk up to strange women and start playing with them. And it looks like, Oh no, I'm yes. It looks like I'm fishing my daughter (laughs) to try to talk to women in the mall. And it makes me super uncomfortable, bro. Like this happens all the time. All the time. If I'm in a store, like we'll go to the Foot Locker or something. I'm looking at shoes 
And she's so like, she's full of energy. So she ain't gonna let me just hold her hand and hold her down. So she'll walk around. She'll find a girl to talk to and she'll start pulling on them, complimenting them. Say, she'll compliment them. She'll full on. I like your hair. It's so pretty. And then it's just me and her. So it looks away. Cameron. Now, <laughs> me, and you, me and you are the same in the fact that we are both thinkers, right? Like, we overanalyze. This is what I'm saying. I, I like to, I think it's a respectful thing to live your life when you're married to think and live your life in a way that's like, it ain't about my wife controlling me or me controlling her. It's about behaving in a way that you feel like your significant other would appreciate. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact my significant other would not appreciate this. Like if she just randomly walked up in the mall and saw some of this shit my daughter was doing and how she was setting me up, it would not look explainable. No, absolutely not. Tell like, me how I explain a. Tell me how I explain my wolf walk, my work, my look. I can't even talk. Right. My wife walking in a store. My daughter is like all up on some chick that she don't know. The chick is talking to my daughter and me, and we don't even know this chick. And she's all bent over in my daughter's face. Uh, she's talking to me. How old is she? I'm oh, just, her eyes are so pretty. Mama. I'm really praying. Oh. I'm really praying she has on Foot Locker stripes. This is even if <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. Yes, like if you if I'm your wife and I walk in. And I see you talking with Foot Locker Stripe Girl. I'm probably not. At least I'm asking about a size. We're asking, we're talking about shoes. We have to be like. And she at least she came over. She saw a pretty little girl. Uh, okay, whatever. But like, if I'm looking at Bonita Applebaum, <laughs> <laughs> it's got it going on. Like, there's no fucking way. There's no. There's no. What are Fam, we doing right? Do you know her? this has Wes? This has friend? happened. What's her name? A bunch of times. And it makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I be trying to like cut the conversation short. Like, hey, uh, tell her bye. Uh, we gotta, uh, tell her bye. We gonna get out of here. Like, I can't even really, like, sometimes I can't shop the way I want to because also on the other hand, like, who wants to be the dad? Like, stop talking to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just like shut her down and like leave them people alone because my daughter's nice. I want her to stay that way. I want her to keep that about her to be nice to people. I mean, right. But I- it's also a super like, it looks suspect. It, it, it looks it looks creepy from the random woman standpoint. Like that too. That, like I'll be wondering sometimes be what do I, these girls be like, thinking? Like, yeah, does this nigga send her over here? Like, yeah, I would feel like I could explain to my wife because my wife knows my daughter. Creepy, you know, creepy strange girl don't know my daughter. Like, she just know a pretty light skinned kid. Like, and you, of course, everybody know kids is prone to do shit like that. But like you say, if she if she tugging and pulling and now you end up in daddy's face, this shit looks cool. <laughs> Wasn't that a scene in Big Daddy? So, but, so imagine me, like I'm already uncomfortable. So now I'm standing awkwardly off to the side, but not so far away that my daughter is just alone with these strangers. So now like I got to decide, like, do I even engage and talk? So this isn't awkward or do I shut the fuck up and not talk? So she don't think I'm fishing my own daughter to talk to I girls. Think you gotta, um, <clears throat> what I don't, I, I, I know you got to. You gotta. I don't. I don't know the second way. <laughs> you don't even know how to help me. You gotta retrieve. I don't want to call it retrieve and run, but like you gotta run it. Like you gotta retrieve and run. That's what I'm gonna call it. You gotta, you gotta go. get out of there. Oh, Cam. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, have a good day. And you gotta. I'm sorry, like, she's bothering. Yeah, you gotta keep. You gotta keep it moving. I like, do you that. You almost might need to have like a. That might need to be the exit strategy out of the store. Like you might have to drop the shoes you were getting the size on, <laughs> and like rush out of the store and like 
get out of there because Fam, that, that's legit my go-to move i'll be like i'm so sorry she's bothering now even that first sentence sounds like i'm trying to pull some shit right like but i do be like i'm sorry come on cam tell her bye and then we get out of there but it's like super like bro it feels so nasty bro. i mean it it sounds creepy but can we talk about some uh re- related unrelated unsolicited shit please absolutely i need to know how you feel about something and then i have something else I need to know. Um, it's kind of like character development here right on the pod. Um, Let's do it. I love these. So the first thing related, unrelated, unsolicited shit. Um, I need to know how you feel about panhandlers. And are you, you know, panhandlers, correct? Yeah. You know, the people on the side of the freeway, side of the road. Yeah, we got a lot of them out here. They, right. It's, it's, it's some out here too, which I'm shocked about, fam, because ain't nothing out here. Like, ain't no bus line out this motherfucker. <laughs> like, how like, you how are you here? Hell here. <laughs> so like my my real you know what really made me think about this and it happens all the time but like up probably like a mile and a half maybe two miles up the block where the walmart is there is this lady who stands out there every single day bro on the, the clockwork with this fucking sign that you know t- times is hard she need money or all this other shit like and it, and it always, you know, me, me and my wife had to have a conversation about panhandling one day. And I don't know if I talked about it because not that it turned into an intense conversation, but like, I, th- I think the original conversation that we was having was me talking about like people like Diddy and Puff, like needing to put a fund together to like give to black businesses and shit. And, you know, she was basically saying like, it should have strings attached. And my thing was it shouldn't have strings attached. And we just had to, you know, kind of like talk through all of that. And the oh. example, the example that I kind of brought up in that was, you know, giving my money to panhandlers. You know, I was like, when I, when I give my money to panhandlers, honestly, I don't give I don't a shit. If it's it's on crack or I really, I already I, gave it to you because I've not only, not only I've already given it to you, I've already made my evaluation of you right out the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving it to somebody who I absolutely feel like is going to use that shit on crack. Really? Somebody who might got a bankroll of money and you going to spend a little bit on the room tonight, a little bit on some Wendy's and some crack. I don't care about that. Okay. Let, I want to flesh this out a little bit just for the sake of the conversation. So if you know that this person is asking you for $10, for smoke, you won't give it to him. I'm not. If I feel like you're, but going, if you feel like this is a smoker that is hungry, is you're okay smoke. with that. Because if he out here asking for money, he might he might uh, acquire a hundred dollars throughout the day. Again, he might be able to go spend sixty dollars on his room for the night, fifteen twenty bucks on some Wendy's, yeah. and go buy him a dub, you know, dime of some drugs. And I and personally, I personally don't mind giving ten dollars to a smoker that I know is spending it on smoke because I don't mind paying a smoker to like cut my grass or something. You know what that, I'm saying? So I, I won't say that that's different, but again, it's the evaluation oh, it's to know it's to, to me, it's all about the evaluation because you're not just coming to me saying, Hey, let me get $10 to go. You working for your, I don't give a fuck what you worked for. That's the same thing at my job. My job shouldn't be concerned if I'm going to buy weed with my money. I work for it. Right. It's so, mine now. Okay, it's my <laughs> job. I didn't just hand you to, and that's, that's to me, that's my evaluation and the difference okay. there the lady who I've seen since I've moved out here since March has been standing on the corner every day since March. So what are we doing? What are we doing? You can't tell me you don't have the time. You definitely have the time to be sitting out here. Especially when you, when you stand on the corner where the Walmart and 11 other restaurants and buildings are there, you can't tell me you like, if, if you can tell me you've gone into all of these places and you can't get a job, then I might be like, all right, I fuck with that. But you're standing at basically down here where I live at is where all the businesses are. So if you can't get a job and even I went, what I went, it's a nigga who's standing down here on the corner by my house right now. 
it's a fucking jack in the box across the street that says hiring for all shifts. Like, <laughs> Just work all of them. And, and his sign says tough to find a job. No, it's not, bro. It's one right across. The, it's one right across the street. It's like and if like, you just if you just turn your head like thirty degrees, yeah, you I'm will have found one. Like you're, you're you're not you're working too hard. You're not thinking smart, bro. It's somebody you don't have to stand out here in ninety degrees today and, and hope you come up on forty fifty dollars, even if it is a lucrative thing, but, bro. Like, but if we're being honest, they don't actually want a job. It's just it gets them more money to say it's hard to find work, and I'm just down on my luck than it is to say, "Hey, bro, rock the 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 crack rock prices is going up. Yeah, that, pills are hard to come by, so I need an extra twenty dollars." That's some bullshit. And even old girl down the street, like I say, my thing, where I, fam, I truly more like nine times out of ten, I trust no panhandler begging for money close to a do. large parking lot. No, 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 no. What you going to get in at the end of the day? Because I've seen too many stories like that. Or you're going to get in something. So like why I feel at that point, I feel like you want me to fund your life. Like some people are out there who have really fallen on bad times, who really can't get right. And that's why I I feel like the majority, like you said, just want us to fund their lifestyle. Like, look, I don't want to work. I want to keep chasing these pills. And if I stand out here for two hours, I get enough. Baby girl girl be out there with a packed lunch. She'd be out there with all types Mm -hmm. of shit, bro. Like you're coming from somewhere. You got a bag of oranges. You have on a new outfit out here every day. Like you have on a different outfit. There's no way you can't tell me that you can, like, if you can stand on this corner for eight hours, you can go stand in somebody's job for eight (laughs) hours. Because there's no way, like fam, that's a, to me, that's a resume. If I go in somewhere like, oh, I can definitely stand for 10 hours because that's what I do every day. Like you can ask people, they've seen me every day for six months stand on the corner. See, for me, in all honesty, Wes, I haven't given money to a panhandler in a long it's been time. A while for me. It's been like years wow. since I've given like a couple of dollars. And I think for in my mind, it's because there are so many different like hustles and things that this money could be going to. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like the early 90s, late 80s, where it's like this person's either an alcoholic, a crack addict, or a homeless. I better give them some money because all three of those are bad. You know what I mean? But now it's just so many things mm-hmm. in so many places that this money could be going. Like, and, and I know it's a small percentage, but you get some motherfuckers that panhandle that don't even need it. That's just literally out here and getting in their car and driving right. away. And like so I said, so many scams that it's just like, bro, I'd rather not even, I don't want to grease that wheel, bro. Like, yeah, I just like, don't even want to grease that used wheel. to take me, like when I used to work out in like Dublin and shit, or not even Dublin, when I used to work in Westerville, like, Getting off at Cleveland Avenue on 270, like y'all, de- like y'all down here, like y'all are panhandling in that fluid. And like, I get it, you know, if you're gonna ask for somewhere, like go somewhere where you feel like some niggas got money, but like it also, like, how did how did you get here? You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying again, like you you next to this parking like, lot. Who but, dropped you off? Yeah, who dropped or how? Like, what did you drive out here? And I said, that's my thing with baby girl down the street. Like you you out there next to Walmart for like, sure. She's she's out there too much. Like, she's driving. You're out there where, and I even seen her down this down this way, and it's it's too far really to be walking to really like. Even if you want to beg, like I'm, I wouldn't walk that far to beg, fam. Like, so if you walk down this far to beg, you must think it's a reason to walk down here and beg. But like again, it t- t- it just comes off like you don't want to work. And again, like like I had to tell my wife, like fam, if if I've already decided to to give what I'm gonna give, I've already, and, and even if it's in vain, even if I'm if it's just off of a look. Even if it's just how I feel, like, again, if if I feel like I'm going to give you this 10, like, because it's weird to me. I feel like a crackhead, like, 
you're gonna get your 10 and you're gonna go right to the drug man like if you stay you know what I'm saying? if you stand on this corner all day and i feel like you you don't look like you on drugs like you really out here you might be about to be putting some work like hopefully this really does get you to where you're trying to go to hopefully you're gonna be responsible with this and Again, I look at this like your daily fucking job, like the bitch down on the corner, because this is <laughs> yeah. not where you clock in. And I'm and and it pisses it's me off. It's definitely a job. You work like, in the corner. Yeah, but like I told my wife, she really like she doing it on the corner of this Walmart, but there's like neighborhoods and shit in the back. So I could only imagine if I lived back there and seeing this bitch every day, bro. That would be like even if I gave her money once, like if I gave her money once when we first got here and I had to come out that road for six months straight and see her. I would be so upset because there's no way you can't tell me none of these businesses behind you. Let me ask you this. If you, what if you lived in the apartments by the Walmart, and you saw her come home to an apartment at some point? Oh, I'm on one of my off days. What if you saw her like hop the fence, get her keys out, and let herself into an apartment in the same apartment complex you live in? What's your next move? One of them days, I'm going out there with my sign that says her address is next to mine's. Right. And I, I'm putting her on black. There's no way you're about Your to sign that. says she lives next to me and her music be loud as fuck. As loud as fuck. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm about to let her stand out. Because like you said, that, that, that's unfair when they're, you know, not to say that that's a go-to move, but when there really are people out there who... You know, I, and I, you know, maybe there needs to be a documentary behind. It. I need my man on Software Underbelly to figure that out, but and not not just like Ted Williams. I need him to go find somebody who was really like homeless, panhandling, and use that to get their shit together because that's a fire story. You know, nah, what, nah. What, what, without yeah, without having to be on the news or without going viral. No, nah, I want somebody who really went out there and was or like complex, fuck have complex, yeah, have complex or vice. Somebody do that shit. Like go out here and find somebody who really like got their hustle up. So. We can learn some about them and on learning things about people before we get out of here. I would be uh, in trouble if I don't ask you this question um, right. because it was something that we was me and my wife were sitting down talking about the other day. We was talking about playing Monopoly um, and uh, important things that you learned about people's character. I need to know what your Monopoly piece is. Um, I, I rock the horse. I rock okay. the man on the horse. You're the man uh, on the if, horse. If I can't get the man on the horse and somebody grabbed it too fast and I don't feel like arguing about it, because first off, let me just say, I am a Monopoly player. I we're we're definitely Monopoly. buying Monopoly to run, to run some I, Monopoly. I'm a horse grabber. If I don't feel like arguing over the horse, then I'll grab the iron. Okay? That's okay. The only reason why I use these two, these two pieces, Wes, and this is how you know I'm a Monopoly player, because they're easy to pick up and grab, because I'm just going to be honest with you, Wes. I got too much love for you and your wife to not be honest with y'all. If you've ever played Monopoly with me, I have cheated you. Oh, man. You're a cheater. I'm just coming clean. I have cheated you. You're I cheat. Stealer. You're a money bank stealer. I'm a everything. I'm a money bank stealer. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a placement counter. Like I'll move eight spaces on you when it was really seven, but I move so fast. You don't here's, even know. here's how I break my opponents down, Wes. I know the board so well. I don't have to click, click, click. Oh, you want to the board. I roll the dice. I pick up my piece. I drop it. I roll my box. And I'm right so much because it starts off niggas questioning you like, hold on, bro. That ain't 11. And then they count it and they're like, all right. right. Yeah. niggas. And I break their mind down over time to where once they start, I know they trust me. Now I can start getting you. Nah, that's sick, bro. Now, even if I don't work the bank, I'm, I'm real good with money. So I know how to like, Flim flam you. Oh, give me the fifties. Take the twenty. Oh, no, no, no. Give me the twenties back. Give me the 
<laughs> I'm, hey, I'm good at that. Hey, mark this down. Take cat off the monopoly. Uh, no, write, write me down because I, I love y'all too much. I never want to like break. I don't want monopoly coming to this. I don't want to lie to y'all. I like, have done this in real life, Wes. I have charged people for a property I don't own because I know the exact cost. Nah, I know the exact cost I, of the property. Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. had people land on Illinois and I've charged them $22, but I didn't even own it until an hour later. And then I bought it and everybody was like, oh, shit. Yeah, nah, fam. You got me fucked up. You got to show me your deeds. I'm a cheater. I ain't you for nothing. I'm a cheater. I'm a cheater. <laughs> and, and listen, but I, I'm this I'm this type, though. If you call me on something, I'm not going to bullshit you. Like, if you if you call me on something, I will show you what you want to see. Oh no! You play. You make. I'll show Monopoly. you what you want to Monopoly a whole nother game. Like you got. Well, watch. it is that to me. That's what Monopoly is. Like to me, Monopoly is not about getting lucky and landing on the right spaces and just having fortune fall to you. It's about being a goddamn tycoon and lying your way to the top. Ain't so you that go, how we got the president? We got right. You gonna make me uh, play Monopoly a little different? My pieces when I go, I'm a uh, I'm a dog boot nigga. Those are too hard to grab. In the ship, the ship is dumb hard to grab. The the ship and the car always go first to me. That's why I go for the boot. I think the boot boot is my primary, and then I'm going for the dog after that because niggas niggas be wilding over the boat and the car. See, listen how my mind ticks. I only want those pieces because they're easy to pick up and grab because I'm already thinking of how I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah, no, that's terrible. No, that's sorry. Terrible. No, I'm sorry. sorry. I just, sorry. I just know I gotta uh, put my glasses on that I don't got. <laughs> we'll play cards, bro. When we get together, we're just gonna play cards. I'm cheating that too? You no, I don't cheat cards. I'm not good enough at cards to cheat them, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, rapid fire segment. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, I got um. Oh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I guess we didn't, bro. Uh, how I know you got a house out there in Arizona, right? Do y'all have grass out there, bro? Like, I know y'all are a little bit more deserty than us. No grass, right? Hell no. I mean, there's like the artificial stuff. There's no real grass, if that's what you're asking me. Hell no. There's just do a lot. Do you of- feel a certain way about lawn care, lawn care as a man? Like, do you feel like it makes you soft as a man if you don't handle lawn care, if you don't cut your own grass or anything like that? Nah, hell nah. I kind of, I mean, I kind of used to feel that way. And I think that's, you know, talk, back on this whole, you know, proactive, reactive thing in my, in my brain for my life or later in life, you know, when I have a house and I'm an old man, I don't have shit to do. Like maybe lawn care and things will be my thing, but out here there is none. Um, and I feel like if you do have some, it probably needs to be professionally maintained. So I'm willing to, uh, you know, take, take on that responsibility or that account in order to, you know, keep it, unless it's some simple shit that I could do. Like I could probably trim some bushes in, but like, nigga, it was a whole crazy ass cactus growing in the yard out here that they was talking about was out of compliance with the HOA. Nigga, that ain't huh? mine. Yeah, that ain't yeah, mine. I put it there. Yeah, you gotta, it, and it been there, bro. I wish I could show it to you now, but like it was, it was like you could tell it started in one place and it like spread out. But like, fam, they oh, came. There's a whole path that shit had like spread. It was crazy, bro. But like these niggas had to come out with like the hose and wet it up and like shovel the shit out of the ground, what? bro. Like, That's there's how you no, get rid of cactus. There's no you way. I wet it. There's no way I would have ever been able to do that, bro. <laughs> Out here, that's probably not going to be my thing if we ever move back to the crib or somewhere with grass. Like I'm, because I'm, I'm no stranger to that. I grew up cutting the grass and doing shit like that. So like, if I have to, I will. But like, there's not really much lawn care to do out here. And again, See, I hate like, lawn care, man. Home, I homies, lawn care, homies man. in the estates is out here ready to get your lawn together, and they they pulling up with the whole shit, getting you right in like 20 minutes, and they out. See, I wonder how like women feel about that. Like, is your babe looking at you sideways if you call up somebody to come handle the lawn as opposed to doing it yourself? Like, I guess my real question is, do women care about that? Like, but see, do, I, do you think I, they care? I think when you know when you become an adult, like it sounds good, but like 
bitch, we don't got the tools to do this shit. Like, and like that time could be spent doing something else. Let's get a nigga twenty five dollars. Yeah, like, like, like what? You want it done, don't you? Like that's that should be the long. I'm giving a nigga twenty five dollars right now. Giving him twenty five bones to go buy his bag of dope after he finished. I don't care what he does. <laughs> his bag of dope. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely pills. It's definitely pills. <laughs> uh, uh, one time for Benny the Butcher, man, getting shot in the leg outside of the All Houston right, Walmart. I, mean, man, I, have, uh, I literally have that written down on my list. What the fuck, Texas? Like, yeah, I, I don't know what Texas is doing. There's really not much to say on here other than you know prayers to Benny. I'm glad he's doing okay. Even Prayers to Houston because the next time West Side Gun and them come through there is going to be a mess. Just gonna be uh, a lot somebody better get Jay Prince on the phone and figure some shit out right now before Griselda come back through there. I'm sure that's uh, already happened. Yeah, West Side and Conway are not playing about their blood relative. <laughs> so this is not just rap. This is not just streets. Them niggas is actually a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just glad he's okay. I know we've been losing a lot of rappers lately, and I'm glad he was not one of them. Uh, I know Boosie got shot, but that's not on my list because I don't want to talk about. Boosie. I mean, he was in Texas, so he's a part of my "what the fuck Texas" thing. So I mean, pre- you know, ho- hopefully Boosie's okay. I think. Well, they was giving out leg shots that weekend in Texas. Uh, apparently, they that's a fact. Kill. Apparently, they really didn't want to kill anybody. Maybe they were also like, man, there's been a lot of killing going on. Was maybe. it the same niggas? Like, was the same niggas running around? Well, I mean, in, t- in Houston? Dallas, Houston, I'm not a Texan, so I don't know how far those things that's are. Gotta away. be far. It's a big state. Seems like it. Um, so I, I don't know, but apparently leg shots were on the menu that weekend. Nigga. Um, out. Uh, shout out to Two Chains for the So Help Me God album releasing last week. Sure. I know we're a whole week behind at this point, but at time of recording last week, the album wasn't out yet, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. A uh, standout track for me is uh, Wait for You to Die. Uh, it's good. it's a goose bumper for me. I, that we have coined the term goose bumper here on the Dipped in Butter yeah. program. If you don't know what that means, you don't listen to the show enough. Um, uh, but it's definitely one of them tracks that hits you hard, gives you the goose bumps, and makes you feel it on a deeper level. I actually enjoyed the Kanye track a whole lot. I did too. I did too. I, I like surprisingly. I didn't even look at the track list to know that he was there before it happened. So it was a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, it was for me too. And I, I also enjoyed uh, the Tony track a whole lot. I enjoyed that too. I would say. It, I would put that in the top five albums I've heard this year. Okay. For me, for me. Um, I enjoyed the quarantine thick. I was actually able to avoid that song until the album came out. Cause I know it was out as a single and I didn't watch the video or nothing until the album was out. So I got to hear it in the context of the album. So I, I, I think I had just heard the clips that he had put on IG on his story, but then it baffled me because I didn't really listen to the song until I listened to it on the album and, um, it really sounds a whole lot like this Young Drove song called TikTok that he put out mm. just like a few months ago. Mm. I want you, to, I want you to go mm. listen to songs back to back. Um, and it, it made me wonder, like, does this two, does two change stuff? Like, maybe it's the same producer, but it has like that same boom, boom. Yeah, like they have the same. And it's bop. a familiar bop, to be fair. But yeah, something's happening here. Something's definitely happening there. Uh, but. Let, let, let me pick your brain. Let me get your thoughts real quick before we get out of here on Miss Mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, I'll go first. Uh, gross. Gross is the, the adjective right. I'm going to use. Right. Right. Uh, I've talked in here before about right. 
seeing somebody when they were a kid, being familiar with them as a kid, and then they grow up and then now they want to lick their tongue out here and show their ass and twerk. And I'm just not here for it, bro. Like I understand that there are 21 year olds out there and 19 year olds that want to see that, but I just want there to be a setting on my TV to where it can just automatically blur that shit out for anybody under a certain age, even though they're grown. If you're young enough to where I have seen you on TV when you were a child, I don't want to see your ass in my face. Like I do right. not want to see it. And she can rap. I support rap. her as a rapper. Yeah, 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 she she can rap. I guess when I see her, because I don't have that um, rap game reference, she just looks like a um, a light skinned rapper chick to me. Okay, um, good. So you can avoid the grossness of. I can avoid you. the grossness, but there's something. It's weird. Like when I, I don't. When I see chicks acting like that, I really only like it when I feel like it's natural. When I feel like I you, feel like she's forcing it. She wants like to be viewed as grown. Yeah, I yeah. feel like or even she wants to kind of like take the Trina lane or you know the the once when we need a nasty girl verse, we're going to Big Lotto. Like yeah, I feel like, I feel like she's overextending to Yeah, she's trying to have that. So like I that, she's that's over sexualizing for sure. There you go. That's that's the only part that I don't like. But I mean, like you say, other than that, she can rap, the song is good. It's you know, it's it's a two chains vibe, I guess. So I wonder if anybody's gonna listen to her album if and when it drops. Cause she's been on a lot of features and it feels like the internet likes her. So I'm curious I'm sure, to see. I'm sure, I'm sure the people will. And if she, you know, if she got, um, I'm trying, was that, was that her? I think she was in, I think she had a double XL for, yeah, she had a double XL freestyle and she kind of bodied that she's thing. Yeah, I she want bodied, the best for her career. I, I, I just don't want to see her half naked. Yeah. I think if she can put some more stuff out like that, that kind of, you know, grabs a little bit more people's attention. That'll, you know, get her those, those views and that traffic once her, once her album drop. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also on the rapid fire segment, uh, Wayne, Lil Wayne is facing 10 years yeah, for some I, felony I, I gun charges, bro. What's up I, with that? I don't know. I didn't really peek into it, but you know, I, I hate to cross reference to JBP all the time, but you know, they just kind of talked about it as well. And like you say, with fucking Mo3, Benny, Boosie, fucking Vaughn all getting shot in the last month, why wouldn't the rapper have fucking? <laughs> okay. I hadn't put that part. Cause the first thing I thought to myself was, do Wayne need a bunch of guns? Like he'd be so out the way. He do be but so with all the rappers that have been shot recently. I, and, it, yeah. and it made me because because I, I I thought about that too. Like Wayne be so out the way. Do he really need it? But then it made me wonder. Like with Wayne being so out the way, you know the the, the limit. Well, not even that. The limited amount of movement Wayne does because I feel like Wayne still goes to the studio. Like he probably goes by himself. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't want to. If I'm always by myself, I don't want to move with a whole unit of people. So he might need the chopper on the yeah, on the. Wayne don't need to be moving with 13 people at this point in his life. And he might need the chopper in case a nigga try him because clearly they trying you at Walmart and anywhere else. They trying you at Walmart like crazy, and I, I think I can speak for you and anybody that listens to the shows. I think we all want Wayne to make it home safe. I know yeah. he says a lot of crazy shit, but I think the culture loves Wayne enough to like, we want him to return home safe. Yeah, make it to if that table. means he got to carry a bunch of guns for him to return home safe, I'd rather him that than not return home safe. So right. I definitely don't want to be talking about Wayne's legacy at this point in his life. So right. yeah, definitely. Please get home safe, Wayne, man. I, I think that's all I got for our rapid fire, man. You got anything before we get out of here? Um, Do I have, I guess one thing that I have on here that I guess we could speak on, um, that's kind of been a thing over the past few weeks, but not really. Um, how do you feel about the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight? That's still happening, huh? They're still going to do guess. that? I guess. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I don't think I care, though. Are you going to pay for it and watch it? Or are you Fuck gonna, like, no. 
Yeah, so you're not gonna Hell watch. Hell no, I'm not paying. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, don't tell Mike Tyson. Don't tell Mike Tyson. I'm not paying for that shit though. What are they gonna do? Are they putting that on pay per view? Is it like ESPN Plus? Does anybody know where it's gonna go? I think it's supposed to be a or a pay per view type thing, bro. For real, for real. But I guess at this point. I just don't, at this point now, I don't understand why. Like, I feel like they announced it a few months back and it kind of like had the whole hype and then they rescheduled Quarantine, it made perfect sense because everybody was home. Yeah. We, we're not. It's everybody going back into lockdown now, like you said, but like, it, it just doesn't seem, and now it just seems like, feel a, like the time. It feel like two old niggas fighting now. Yeah, it didn't before, but now it just feels like, what are y'all, <laughs> what are y'all old niggas doing, man? Yeah, before it felt like we was going to get the fight that we kind of wanted to see, and now it's like, why is you two, two old? What are y'all, y'all going to hurt one, one another, God damn right. it. Speaking of two, speaking of two old niggas hurting one another, we got to get out of here so we can watch the Gucci versus Jeezy battle, man. This has been another week of the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate each and every one of the listeners. Hey, my name is Cat. You can catch me at catincrunch.com. You can catch me on YouTube at the Dipped in Butter program on the YouTubes or nigga call my phone, bro. You got the number. It ain't changed. I appreciate y'all fucking with us though each and every week, man. And tell a friend to tell a friend to fuck with us, bro. I swear to God, I thought you was about to give out Mike Jones' phone number, nigga, and I would <laughs> lose my shit. However, it's your boy, Wes No T, aka Elmer Young, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, PODNA, your favorite unreleased retired rapper, at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though. Hey, and like I say, each and every week, please check up on your strong friends, man. You never know if them niggas is laid on their back at the dentist getting some extra large Busey's in their mouth, bro. <laughs> and you might be able to talk them off that ledge. I appreciate y'all. Hey, man, tell your bitch, buy you the PS5, let you play the game, or you might go man. out and mind your business. Mind your motherfucking business. Oh. Yeah, we're going to catch y'all next week. Come on, baby. Let's go get dipped. <laughs>